Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Grammar Girl here. This week, Gretchen McCulloch has written a fun piece about nonsense syllables, such as the ones in this song. Deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Here are some other songs. Na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey-hey-hey, goodbye. Why do the guest writers always make me sing? <laughs> Wop battle loom up a womp bam boom Hickory dickory dock Hi ho hi ho it's off to the podcast we go <laughs> So what do all of these songs have in common Well they're all examples of musical nonsense syllables the technical term for which is non-lexical vocables Non-lexical because they don't have any sort of meaning that you could find in a dictionary or a lexicon and vocables because they're things you vocalize. Lexical vocables, on the other hand, are more commonly known as words, although sometimes people call the non-lexical type just vocables. It's tempting to ask where non-lexical vocables come from, right? I know you've sat around with your friends saying, where do non-lexical vocables come from? But unfortunately, that's probably about the same as asking where language or music comes from. In fact, like children who babble ma-ma-ma-ma-ma as they're learning to speak, it's quite likely that we made meaningless rhythmic sounds before we even had specific meanings associated with them, although, of course, we can't know for sure. And if you've ever struggled to write a rhyme or to remember the lyrics to a song, you can understand the appeal in singing using low-pressure nonsense syllables, which probably explains why they stuck around even when we started associating words with meanings. Non-lexical vocables are found in music from a wide variety of cultures and time periods, including Scottish mouth music, Sami Yoik, Appalachian Efing, Blackfoot chants, and other Native American music, Intuit throat singing, Jewish nigun, Mabenga Mabuti music, Maldavian music, and others. In English, we have non-lexical vocables from Shakespeare, such as the song Hey Nani Nani in Much Ado About Nothing, all the way to scat, doo-wop, and improvisational jazz singers such as Ella Fitzgerald and Bobby McFerrin, and even to modern songs like What Does the Fox Say? Despite the fact that non-lexical vocables don't have a particular meaning in themselves, there are a few general patterns that we can notice about them. The first pattern is that despite their lack of meaning, the choice of sounds to combine into nonsense syllables is somewhat predictable. One of them is repetition, 
We often get strings of the same one or two syllables, such as fa la la or na na hey hey, rather than a series of different ones, such as follow ni bu hey, which is an example I just made up. Even the more complicated strings of syllables tend to stick to a small subset of sounds. Notice the repetition of b and op and w in bop bop shoo wada wop, or the rhyming in hickory dickory dock. The second pattern that we can notice is that nonsense syllables tend to be uncomplicated. Most commonly, a consonant plus a vowel, as in fa, la, na, ho, hey, hi, and so on. Even when they're a bit more intricate, such as shuwap, shuwadawadawap, or boomchikawawow, each individual syllable doesn't normally get more complicated than consonant, vowel, consonant. Of course, this is assuming you look at the sounds and not the letters. Oo and sh may be spelled with two letters, but they each make a single sound. You wouldn't necessarily expect that nonsense syllables would be so simple. After all, English is fine with consonant clusters, as in tree or hands, and even the longest monosyllabic English word, strengths. But we sing fa la 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 instead of frost blas 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 blah. Why? Well, we can think about what the purpose of non-lexical vocables is. To give us something easy to sing, which one is easier to hold a note on, law or strengths? Go ahead, you can try. It's pretty clearly law, and there's a good reason for this. Vowels as a category are more sonorous than consonants. Even if you're tone deaf, you can hold some sort of note on ah and e. Some consonants are fairly sonorous too. You can probably also manage to hold a note on m、mm、and l, the l. However, many consonants aren't sonorous at all. You can't hold a note on a string of p's or a series that's sh without adding a vowel in there somewhere. So, the more sonorous something is, the easier it is to sing, which means that vowels are great, but consonants should be used only in strict moderation. If you're writing a song and you actually want it to mean something, you might be stuck using some words with less sonorous consonant clusters because you like their meaning. But if you're just going to sing meaningless sounds, why not pick ones that are really easy to sing? In fact, another great reason to sing meaningless, easily articulated sounds is if you're just learning how to sing in the first place. You don't have the difficulty of remembering lyrics, enunciating difficult consonant clusters. And carrying a tune all at the same time, so nonsense syllables like do re mi are used for teaching singing in a system called solfege. And even though the song from The Sound of Music might suggest that they stand for something, a sequence like mi re do is definitely nonsense. It's not really trying to assert anything about female deer or drops of golden sun. Here's a bonus question: What would happen if you go to the other extreme and use nonsense sounds composed primarily of consonants? Actually, this is possible too, but it sounds more like beatboxing than fa la la. Don't believe me? If you put the right string of consonants into Google Translate and then click on the little speaker icon, you can hear it beatbox to you.
If you go to the transcript of this podcast at quickanddirtytips.com, it's episode 393. At the end, there's a link to a demo of Google Translate beatboxing and a guide to composing your own rhythms. Thanks again to Gretchen McCulloch from the blog All Things Linguistic, who wrote this podcast. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 